It's this little passage. Maybe you've heard this before. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. The wages of sin is death. My friend Dick Metzold quoted this scripture as the church leadership up in Fargo met to discuss a very difficult question. Rob Shearing had been arrested for an awful crime. He trafficked in pictures of young girls. Rob had been a vice president of a of finance for Blue Cross Blue Shield. He and Nancy, they have three incredibly bright daughters. They had a beautiful home, and I remember they liked to sail. His arrest was shocking. I remember the day it happened. He, I went to see him in the county jail. And then I went over to see Nancy and the girls. And I had this distinct memory as I got out of my car and I walked up to the door of having a moment of almost panic. I was just rounding the garage before I rang the bell because all of a sudden it hit me. What if his daughters were among his victims? I rang the doorbell. We're starting a series now about forgiveness. On one hand, forgiveness is one of the most basic tenets of Jesus' teaching. On the other hand, it can also be one of the most difficult. No one, no one is going to look at Rob's crime, his sin, and excuse it. No one should. He preyed on children. How do you forgive that? Should you forgive that? As Rob's case moved toward trial, which took over a year, Rob was held in custody. However, he was eligible for work release and limited contact with his family. He asked the church community uh, that I was serving if he could do his work release as our custodian and then make his weekly visit, his weekly time with his family on Sunday mornings during and after our worship service. So this was the question that came to the church leadership. My friend Dick, well, I'm just going to say, Dick wasn't having it. We got into that meeting, and, and Dick, Dick and I, we were friends. I, I sat next to him in the choir, and we would go to NDSU Bison football and basketball games, and uh, we'd tailgate. And he and his wife, Eileen, they just lived down the block from us, so just, uh, just a few houses down, down the street. And they were like second grandparents to our two boys. Dick did not want Rob to set foot in that church building ever again. And I remember he, he said it, the wages of sin is death. Dick quoted that scripture with a, 
The restrained anger that is kind of unique to people of Scandinavian heritage in Minnesota and North Dakota. Maybe you know about that. He didn't yell with his voice. But if you speak Minnesotan, he was yelling. He went on, God may forgive Rob, but we don't have to. Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to trip and fall into sin must happen. But how terrible it is for the person through whom they happen. It would be better for them to be thrown into a lake with a large stone hung around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to trip and to fall into sin. Watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins, warn them to stop. If they change their hearts and their lives, forgive them. If someone sins against you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times and says, I am changing my ways, you must forgive that person. Luke chapter 17, verses one through five. So you're in that meeting. What do you do? What does it even mean to forgive? Does it mean that you pretend that everything is okay when you know it's not? Do you just uh, avoid coming to worship so that you just don't have to deal with it? How many people... How many people kind of liked having the pandemic as the excuse to not feel obligated to go to family holiday gatherings and be subjected to your, your spouse's racist cousin for hours or the conspiracy theorist uncle who is pretty sure that Bill Gates now controls your mind? Hmm? Anyone you know kind of like avoiding those situations? Over the next few weeks, we'll get into many, many challenges of forgiveness. But let's start with the high-level question. Must you forgive? Why? Why not just say, I'm done with you? Why take the risk? When is it wiser just to make a clean break? Jesus is so insistent over and over that we must forgive each other. Why is forgiveness central to the Lord's prayer, to communion? What I can tell you is this. We have no future as a species, no future as families, communities, no marriage, no business can survive, no, no friendship endure, unless we learn the practice of forgiveness. This is not an overstatement. Being part of a church community has taught me so much about practicing forgiveness. I've been blessed to hear stories of forgiveness from people who literally tried to kill one another. I've been blessed to be part of conflict even, trying to weigh 
whether or not to forgive and how to do that. And at that church meeting 14 years ago, the church leadership decided to try, to try to answer God's call to practice forgiveness as best we could. Rob could do his work in the, on work release in the church building so long as no children were in the building at the same time. And he could see his family on Sunday mornings so long as there was a chaperone with him. And Dick? Dick volunteered to be that chaperone. The process of forgiving and it's a process. It's not just some simple transaction where you say, I'm sorry, you're forgiven. It doesn't usually work that easy. The process of forgiving poses some really difficult questions. Is forgiving the same as condoning? Does forgiving dismiss consequences? And here's a tough one. Should you, can you even forgive someone who hasn't repented or even asked for forgiveness? What do you think? Now, again, for me, forgiveness is a process. It's not something that you just do. And I'm not a fan of the, of the phrase forgive and forget. Forgiveness is a process of unchaining yourself from the soul-killing bonds of anger, even hate. Because when people stay in that anger for too long, even when it's justified anger, that anger will change you and it will eat away at your soul. There is more than one sort of prison when we disconnect ourselves, when we be, become estranged from those who we, we have been friends, who we've been coworkers and family, we're not complete. Now, sometimes in life that just happens. You know, people move, change jobs. It's circumstantial. But when anger and hurt, sin even, when it drives people apart, we are injured and we are, we are chained by that. Forgiveness is the process by which we can heal and we can be free. So Dick, Dick showed up every week to chaperone, to chaperone Rob and his family. And Dick was really clear about it. If Rob violated one iota of the conditions that had been set out, Dick would make sure that he was never going to leave that jail. You know, there's something about the line that Dick once spoke, that line, the wages of sin is death. It, it's a snappy line. But it's written in a letter, Romans, that is all about grace, grace that God freely offers, grace that frees us from the rage and the regrets that separate us from one another and from God. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know how it happened. And Dick isn't able to say anymore. But something happened in those months. Forgiveness happened. 
grace happened. And I could wish I could tell you more, because, but I don't know. But somehow Dick forgave Rob. It didn't mean that he thought Rob should just go free. And it didn't mean that he thought Rob was absolved of consequence. Not at all. I have no idea if Rob ever asked Dick for forgiveness. I don't know. What I do know is that on the day that Rob was sentenced to federal prison for 14 years, Dick stood beside him in the courtroom with love and tears in his eyes. Not as a chaperone, but as a brother in Christ. I believe in the power of forgiveness. And I believe that grace is essential to our future. When people ask, how can I forgive? Or when they tell me that they cannot forgive, I believe that they can do better. I believe that all things are truly possible with God. So try, try again and again and again. Because those chains, the hurt, the rage, and the regret are all things that God wants you to live free from. So this morning, is there somebody that you are holding on to anger? Do you have regrets, perhaps, about how you ended a relationship once? Now is a moment to begin again, knowing that forgiveness is always possible even if reconciliation isn't. The process of forgiveness begins with the power that God has given you to release the anger and the regret, to break those chains. So if there is a person with whom you are holding on to feelings of anger or regret, I invite you to choose this moment now to be free. We pray with me. Holy Spirit, take this cup from me. Help my heart heal from the rage and the regret. Today I pray for you to help me find a new pathway of freedom and grace.